It's the Boylan Rojas Podcast, episode 36. I forgot the microphone, so guess what? We're recording into the Zoom recorder, and we are going to try to stay at this level the entire time. It's going to be an exercise in willpower. We saw Boyle. What did we see? I'm Nick Ross. Nick Boyle, what did we just see? That's the last time I pet a dog underneath the bottom. (laughs) We are off the rails already. You threw me off. Keep it going. I hate whispering. Don't. You don't have to whisper, but like. This is good. If you're going to get that close, yes, we can whisper. What did we see? All right, we saw Dunkirk. You don't have to whisper that loud. Are you sure? Yeah. Dunkirk. Okay, that was fair. No, Dunkirk. This is good. Don't go no, you're slider. pushing it. Yeah, you're really pushing it. <laughs> Maddie's face it. is showing off. <laughs> Just giving me these looks like... Yeah, we're monitoring the audio for a reason. Alright, so we saw Dunkirk. Uh, in case you didn't know, it's a war movie. Um, took place in World War II. And it was good. I'll be honest, I kind of want other people to talk first because I had criticisms. It, I, enjoy, I will say, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I think because of what I read and what I was expecting going in, especially seeing it in IMAX, I was expecting the best of the best, and I thought I walked out with, yeah, that was good. But, like, that's about it. All right, so another... I'm going to go into it later. The last movie I saw in IMAX um, was a Christopher Nolan movie, Interstellar, and I saw that in the fall of um, 2014 with Mo Diaz. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw The Force Awakens in January 2016 with Boyle. Uh, before that was... Inter- so, basically, look, three of the last four IMAX movies I saw um, were Christopher Nolan movies. The Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, and this, Dunkirk. And, you know, with a lot of... Now, Christopher Nolan, rightfully so, deserves a lot of credit because he is a director that we respect and we expect the best out of him. And with Interstellar, he was basically, like, calling for a bases-loaded Grand Slam I tell people this all the time. He called for like a bases loaded grand slam and said what he got was a two run double off the wall, which you're happy about, but you're thinking like, oh well, he didn't get the That's other two runs he in. Thought about this? No, no, no. With Interstellar, like oh, with he was he was swinging for like this is gonna be the most important movie of like the decade. You watched that first trailer. So with Dunkirk, my expectations were tempered. Um, and you know Austin can speak to this. I listened to uh, stuff you missed in history class, a podcast, a two part episode about Dunkirk, and I got a little bit of background on the story. So it got me, it basically got me, it was like reading the menu almost a little bit before you saw it. Like, oh, wow, this looks really good on the plate. I can't wait to see this in person. And for me, it lived up to the expectations. This movie is sprinting at breakneck speeds the entire time for an hour and 45 minutes to the finish line. And it is going to make you feel stressed out for an entire movie. It really makes you think about the sacrifices that the British made on that day, the French. I mean, how tough... Obviously, we know how tough World War II is, and it just, this movie is just sprinting through it, and it's like, all right, here you go. You are, there's no escaping this. There's no, like, oh, here are the safe moments of this movie. Here's, like, a time for you to exhale. There is no moment where you can exhale in this movie at all, and that's why I thought it was just a fantastic uh, war movie of a story that I didn't really know that well. Um, for me, I give it eight kernels out of ten. Just a, a, a great uh, war movie. Um, not the best war movie I've ever seen. I'd still give that to Saving right. Private Ryan. Ryan, but um, I guess that was my point: is that with this movie, I was almost expecting it to blow every other from what I've read, like oh. just blow them right out of the water. 
See, I think um, I got warned ahead of time. That so, um, like it's it's not like other war movies in that it's not trying to um, get you emotionally attached to any characters. So that's why I wasn't. I did love the fact that um, I read before I went is that it was a very and that's a good point. That's kind of where I'm going with this. There wasn't much dialogue, and I almost thought that was a very good aspect of this movie. You got to feel and see everything, and experience. Well. You can't say experience it because you'll never experience it, but you know what I mean. Like, feel like you're there um, and relive a part of history. And with with uh, Churchill's speech at the end, you know, that was very powerful as well. And I think that overall it was exciting. It was, an, uh, and I keep going back to this word recently, entertaining. But recently what we've been talking about on the show is comparing it to movies overall and I know you can't really compare this to many movies we've seen but in an essence like in a sense sorry not essence in a sense um evanescence. yeah <laughs> okay is that it was it was good um I it, but it was just good and I would I would personally I was also going to give it an 8 out of 10 um and this is the first movie in how long that I haven't given a point five to because there was no eh or eh, it was no, it was this. This is how it was. And it was good. You should see it. Um, but I would say see it in IMAX and see it at the see it on the bargain Tuesday, which we did, which was like eleven bucks um a ticket. But see it because I thought that the IMAX because it was filmed in IMAX, it was well worth the see in IMAX. The picture was actually clearer then when it would cut back to the normal film, it was almost more fuzzy, I thought, and not as realistic. Because it's, it's stretched out to the IMAX. It, a regular film is filmed in uh, 35 millimeter. So well, you, it, it used to be filmed in 35 millimeter film. <laughs> Movies are usually digital now, but it's kind of in that same aspect ratio. So you're basically stretching out a 35 millimeter film into a 70 millimeter uh, aspect ratio, and that's why you get that little fuzz effect. Now, before we go to our, our, our three guests that we have on the show, usually we have two, we have three, um, I will say I was not disappointed by this movie at all. Boyle, it sounds like you you might have been. Would you say that or no? I would. Yep. Yeah. I um I almost went into this thinking that it was going to be a 10 out of 10, mm. that it was going to almost put Baby Driver in a category that's like, dude, sorry, but history is going to beat you out. But I would, I'm still at this point in the summer saying Baby Driver is the best so far. It was original. It was awesome. It action packed. And this was action packed. It felt like I was living it. It Oh, yeah. The war movie had action in it, Boyle? (laughs) Wow. But at the same point, it was. um, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything better that Christopher Nolan could do. Let me put that, that, this. I think he did the best to his ability to what the storyline could do. But I just, I personally don't think that it could have been any better. And I don't think it could have been any worse. But just because it's the best movie it could be doesn't mean it deserves 10 out of 10 stars, if that makes sense. Or 10 out of 10 kernels. So that's why I give it 8 out of 10 kernels. Um, I even actually tweeted at our old history teacher, T-Mill, um, and said, what did you think about it? And she to- I'm actually personal friends with her. And, well, <laughs> and she said that um. I said, what'd you think? And she said, it was amazing. From start to finish, I was on edge, even though I knew the ending. Also loved the Churchill speech. Mm. It's a perfect way to end the movie. Honestly, because I, I was thinking, I was like, how are they going to end this movie, right? And then I said, what would she give it? And she said, 10. I mean, she's a history teacher, so she's going to give it full-fledged. What? 
I guess if you compare it to other history movies, it would be a 10 out of 10. But to me, out of movies that we see constantly, daily, if not weekly, I, I got to give it an 8 out of 10 because it was good, but we've seen better. Okay, we're going to go to our uh, two guests in the... All right, we're going to go to our guests in the front seat. Um Austin Rojas. Uh, Austin, I want to give a little bit of background on him. Austin, uh, you're a big history guy, as we've mentioned on the show before. Um, you're a very smart guy. Uh, before we get into your review, uh, what did you study in college? Uh, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> um, no, I, I majored in history. Yeah. So um, do you feel like that had enough? Well, um, yeah, what were you saying? Classes on German history. So... That was weird. Don't know how that happened. Okay. Any other things you want to tell us about that we don't know? I'm kidding. Um, Austin, let's get to Austin Rojas's re- what? Okay. Austin Rojas's review of Dunkirk. So for me, uh, I don't know if I'm ready yet to put it in the pantheon of great World War Two movies like uh, All Quiet. Um, well, that's a uh, World War One, but like Saving Private Ryan, Chronicles of Narnia. Those are the classic World War II movies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> However, in a, f- in a 4D kind of sense, I know I've talked about the sweat scale before, this movie, you could feel the wind and the salt water on your face, and I literally came out of that movie freezing cold. And I'm sure everybody else in the car would probably say that it was pretty hot in that theater. And yet, I was freezing, deathly cold. Had a had a blazer on and everything. I don't understand. I saw you walk out, and I was like, "Why are you wearing a blazer?" And you literally shook, and you're like, "I'm cold, man." It felt like I was on those beaches. <laughs> like I don't even understand. But I will say, on the sweat factor, I had a solid probably six out of ten. So, so in all seriousness, though, I think it is one of the better World War II movies out there, without relying on gore. Because a lot of the time, we say, like, Saving Private Ryan is so great because of its opening scene where you see the horrors of war. And you're just like, well, that's so powerful. And Christopher Nolan made an active choice not to show that side when he could have. There were several bombing runs, and that's a very... In a bombing run like that, and those big giant caliber bullets from a plane, that would just rip a body apart. But you never see ripped up bodies. That's Most true. you see is a little Every blood on somebody. Yeah. No, it's not. You, you would you you would see. Yeah, I mean, that's you would explosion. expect to see limbs flying across the screen there. And any other yeah. director probably would have said, "Well, that's what we got to show." That's how Mel that's Gibson. How yeah, that's how I'm gonna show how bad World War II is. But no one's like, you know what? I'm gonna let my storytelling do that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try and do it that way. And maybe to a lot of people, it wasn't as good. But you know what? It's a new way of approaching a war movie where it's, you know, I'm not going to show you that it's all horrible because of this. I'm going to show you it's horrible for a whole other slew of reasons and that you need all this kind. You're going to face all these other things along the way that are just as difficult, just as horrible, not just the fact that bodies are getting. I mean, how many movies have we seen now where bodies are getting torn apart? I mean, Inglorious Bastards, Hacksaw Ridge, Saving Private Ryan. That's just the norm now. So this movie... I applaud it for taking a different direction and for the creative storytelling with three timelines weaving in and out without you at first, I'd say for the first 30 minutes, you don't really realize that these three things, because there was a little bit of a weird thing where you're like, oh, it's a day and night, but then it all kind of comes back and you're like, So what if you're not, but the only thing I would say in contra, I agree with you 100%, but in contra, being devil's advocate, contradictory, I was going to say contradictory, but I was afraid I was going to say it. Right. You said it anyway. <clears throat> I did. 
Um, but if you don't see movies all the time, this would have confused you. Definitely. This 100% would have confused yeah. you because it actually took me until you leaned over to me, Nick, and said something to me. After all right, he here's the time. And he said, but he said, oh, Austin said blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay. Because but I would have never known that because to, I think you have to be I, well, a, no, I, uh, like it a, was after the second explosion or something. I was like, oh, they just did this. Oh, okay, this is a flashback or not flashback, but a time lapse. When I, the, the moment that it's I knew that the moment that I knew that it was um, that it was uh, like overlapping timelines was when you see. Um, who's the guy at Scarecrow from Dark Knight? That guy, Killian that, Murphy. Oh, Killian Murphy. When you see him. In, like he's beach. on a boat and then he's in on the beach and you're like what is that him and you're like not sure and I had to lean over to Austin and I was like Explain is that this. like what is happening is that the same guy because he was like yeah 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 like overlapping talents once a week once a day once an hour and you're like oh and you figure it out I think a part of it was listening to the podcast before because you know the timeline of things and you know what the mole means um, but then when you see Tom Hardy write down the time that's when I realized that, okay, there's something about time here that's important. And then you hear, I mean, that ticking in the background. The ticking was the Talk whole Talk about some movie. kind of anxiety there. I mean, just hearing that clock tick. I mean, that's... The, the, that's the it's thing not you, subtle. Was I the only one that genius. constantly felt themselves trying to catch their breath every few minutes? Yeah, yeah. I, I kept having my head on... <laughs> I mean, my hands on my head, and I was just like... Uh, like kept having like, and you keep waiting because in movies you're like, there's always like a scene that like breaks that up. That yeah, you're like, no, uh, there the wasn't. Ticking gets and, more intense and, too. And so and it, like, it goes between different stress points in the different timelines. Like one guy's about to drown, and then other guys are about to, and you're like, oh my god, like. But then what? sometimes it's something bad is happening here, then something very calm is happening here, yeah. and then something bad there, and then that's calm, then that's bad, and just but back and forth. went with it, which was like cool. And I think oh, that's yes. what makes Christopher Nolan movies so special, is it's it's not going to spoon-feed you the same kind of movies that you always get. It's 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 asking a lot out of the audience to to understand what's going on and to to challenge you to push you to places, at, sorry, push you to places as a viewing audience that you're not comfortable with it's not going to spoon feed you the same old same old and that's what makes movies like this so good it's it's more it's for an advanced film goer um you know which may sound snobby sure but it, it's definitely a lot more intense than going to see valentine's day or yeah yeah New Year's, you know what i mean it's, really you just compared dunkirk to valentine's i know day? but it, it's true it's like no it's you, not you, you can't even compare that that's the point Maybe i mean that that movie literally that a, a movie like valentine's day is and I'm sorry, I saw it myself, and I and I, you know, I can speak to it. It's for people that are not that big filmgoers. He's goers. comparing it because that also has different timelines and different stories uh, that, that overlap. Not, that was not what I was going for, but so but wow. there you go. <laughs> but there you go. Just as complex. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. It, but <laughs> no, I, because I understand because you yeah. can compare the two it's, because it's more, they have the same easier, basis, though. but they do it. Well, in ways sweat. that are different. Like, because you know, at the beginning of Valentine's Day, like. There's gonna these people are gonna meet in the end. You know that. And he's cheating on his wife. Yeah. Okay. Wow. But all right. But yeah. What's okay. You don't with that. So Dunkirk. so um. Austin, before we before we get fully to Maddie's review, uh, what would you rate this uh, movie out of uh, ten kernels? Uh, well, <laughs> they did say the title like several times. Thank they did you. mention Dunkirk. No, but um. But yeah. Actually, I do. I do have one more thing I would say before giving my rating. As you know me, I'm probably coming 
to your listeners, your regular listeners, and becoming known as a guy that wants things darker. <laughs> Maybe it's the skin tone. I don't know. <laughs> but there's a, there's a sadder side to this story that they didn't touch upon, and I get it. That wasn't the story he was trying to tell, so he stuck to his story. That's fine. But there's always a sadder part, and there's a story of the people that get left behind and the people that are told to stay behind, and that's the saddest story of all. That you know the rest of the army's moving out. Your job is to protect them the whole time. And your options are die or die. So, I mean, imagine seeing, yeah, imagine a scene where you have a general coming to boys, not men, boys, and telling them, hey, everybody else but you is moving out. We need you to defend basically your entire homeland right now to the very last bullet. I mean, if that doesn't... That's a movie I want to see. That's something, yeah, that I would have wanted to see from that movie. I, that would have pulled the tears right out of everybody in the audience. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to show gore or anything with that. You just need to see a scene of just a man and a boy. And that's all you need for that scene. Yeah. Wow. I, I think something like that, I don't think it would have fit into no, this movie. I know, I know what you're saying. Like, it, Yeah, it, it wasn't a story that no... Different yeah. story. And that's similar to a movie that Killian Murphy was in... Um, last year that I saw and, I, and I'm blanking on the name but it, it basically is a World War II movie and it takes place uh, I, I don't want to say exactly but I believe it might have been Turkey uh, I can't quite if, if someone can look up Killian Murphy's IMDB but it's a we're trapped in this about they, they were they were fighting the Germans from as spies they landed in as parachutists and tried to find out as much intel tried to assassinate uh, Hummel, maybe, or someone. Himmler? Himmler. Jesus. Anyway. They might, <laughs> right, and I might right. be messing that up anyway. Uh, long story short, Killian Murphy, they, they find themselves in a church, and they're surrounded by Germans, and they realize they're going to die, but they're going to try to take as many Germans with them. And it's a movie, like, with 30 minutes to go in the movie, you know all these people are going to die. There's There's no two ways around it. And that was one of the bleakest endings of them. I've seen some pretty bleak World War II movies specifically, but that was a pretty bleak ending where you know your main characters are absolutely going to die. And um, there's nothing. Is this uh, Killian Murphy's yeah. thing? I do want to mention one thing. If you can um, point it my way. Anthropoid was the name of it. Point it my way. So um, this was the first time in a while that I've had to honestly pee my pants. Before we get to that, we got to get to Sam, uh, Madison's boyfriend, uh, get his take on it. Uh, introduce yourself, uh, specifically, how to say your last name, because <laughs> I think you've been dating my sister for a number of years now, and I still can't It's quite get it right. Um, so, Sam, if you could introduce yourself and uh, what you thought about Dunkirk. Um, I'm Sam Honorado, and I'm a history major at URI, so, uh, <laughs> this, m- I like, uh, history movies in general, and, uh, specifically World War Two. so, I agree with, uh, <laughs> basically what everyone said, that, uh, yeah. the movie was, like, he told the story as good as it, like, could have been told, but the story, um, well, I mean, his version of the story, uh, yeah. but mm-hmm. it left me wanting more. Um, yeah. Like, I wanted to know about. Like, I wanted them to show 
how uh, the end of like Dunkirk actually ended, like all the men that were left behind, um, yeah. because I mean the the majority of the men actually so, died. So you're talking about how like at a certain point after the first 30 minutes or so we basically ignore any of the beach scenes and we're on the pier or the water and in the air so you would have liked to have seen what's going on back with the um at the line basically in the town you would have liked to have seen some of the fighting going on there yeah i mean i don't think it would have fit in with this story it's just um i would have liked that version of the story better but um i mean i I think i think it was a, a good movie worth a see um, mm-hmm. Especially since it was free. Now, how did you, of course. Now, how did you feel like <laughs> when you first saw the trailer? Like, did it meet your expectations? Have you been like building up to this movie? Did you even Were see you the excited trailer? about it? I looked it up. Um, oh. <laughs> I mean, it met my expectations. Um, I wasn't expecting. Uh, it was as good as I expected it to be, but I expected it to be different. Just like mm. show the. Uh, like a more straightforward kind of war movie? Where yeah. You yeah, and this was all... I'm not very... Uh, I don't go to the movies that often, so it was a little bit hard to follow uh, yeah. for me. But um, I got the help from Madison. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's definitely for the more uh, intense yeah, yeah, experience. If it was like a Sudoku puzzle, it'd be... Um, more of an intermediate to expert level <laughs> yeah. versus a beginner. Yeah. Yeah. A Monday. It yeah. was more it's of like a Thursday obvious. puzzle versus like a Monday puzzle. Mm-hmm. I suppose. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I have no so, idea what you're it was, it was, It's worth seeing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You should go with an experienced movie goer. <laughs> yeah. Or watch this before just to know um, your footing. So uh, now, Sam and Maddie, uh, you guys, you have to give it uh, out of 10 kernels on the Fisher scale. Uh, how many kernels of popcorn do you give this movie? Seven out of ten. Okay. Um, I'll do seven and a half. Be like Boyle. Okay. And Austin, did you give one? <laughs> You're speaking like Christoph Waltz. That's a big girl. Uh, I'll give it a. I'll see with the crowd. Eight. Eight. I. You know, it, it's funny that we're all. You know, this movie met my expectations. It, it, that's a funny thing about Christopher Nolan. We're, we're, we're so hard on it sometimes because we know that he is capable of these incredible movies. And that's not to say that this was... And I think we're all in the same boat. This is certainly not a, a bad movie by any stretch. I mean, this is, if you're going to pay to see this, you're getting a, a quality, very quality film with quality actors. you got Mark Rylance, Kenneth Branagh, Killian Murphy, Harry Styles, <laughs> Tom Hardy. You know, combined between the, fi- between the five of them... They have a number of Academy Awards uh, combined. <laughs> Especially Harry, Harry Styles. Styles. He's bringing in a lot. So, uh, so, I'm going to bring in who, He did a great job, I want to say that. Harry Styles no, did he a, did. He did and a really good job. And he didn't play what you expected he would play, either. That's true. He, he did so, well. He's, he was he scared, but also strong. Yeah, kind of yeah. a douche. He was yeah. a douche. Yeah, but, so. and he wasn't afraid to do that, because a lot of boy band people would be like, no, I want to be the hero. And, images, and, yeah. and, he, and he didn't he fall for that, and I give him... I give him a ton of cre- I give him a ton of credit for this. I could not understand him. So, yes, there was he was very, very uh, British. Didn't catch that. Be, it was a very important thing that he said. It was yeah. like blah, blah blah, and I was like, <laughs> didn't he? I missed it. I was. I think. I think. I think parts of you are parts are you guys mate. Now, don't criticize me for this, but you guys, when you guys watch Netflix at home, you do watch it with a lot of subtitles. We do. To I help do you because out. it is helpful. You can't hear it. I, 
I don't want to say anything, but it, it kind of it, it weakens your ears a little bit. Mm. I, no, now that, I don't, no, 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 no. It's a different be, dialect oh, of that, English. I was about to say. That being said, <laughs> it was British. It was kind of hard, and it was a war thing. But I'm just saying, like you know, you might have had a little bit more of an advantage. That's just. Could oh, you tell me that? what he said? No, which scene yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> there you go. There you go. People. Because I literally one ear and out the other with a lot of the stuff, but I understood everything he was saying. He was like talking about it being a frock. Uh, that scene, the French guy. What the frog does that mean? It was after a frog. that. You talking about after that? It was the very end. end. Uh, yeah. He said something, and the guy says, "Is that blah blah blah?" And he says, "No, it's blah blah." No, no, it's blah. And then you're like, "What?" That was that was an important thing. It was a very important line. You could tell that that line was like, "Oh." I don't know it's, that one it's, are you talking about when they're on the boat after they yes. got it? Like yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, missed that. Missed you already said. I'll be honest. He did I blow the whole can't movie. He blew the, the last one. I can't remember what you're talking about. It was like maybe like Christopher Nolan was like, you know what, screw it. Just uh, <laughs> he forgets his lines every second here. This it is happens. the best we're gonna do. We're getting towards the end of this. But here's my way too early prediction. Teen Choice Award, Harry Styles breakout mm. star. There's is unquestionable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. it's a now. If we can gamble on that, I think that is something we all pool our money in five bucks each. See if he's nominated. He might win best uh, kiss no. without even kissing anybody. That is <laughs> very fair. Um, now, all right, you talked about awards, and uh, yeah. we'll we'll wrap up our discussion on Dunkirk before me and Boyle briefly talk yeah, about the I big sick. I want to mention one thing. Uh, okay. Peeing is a huge thing in a movie. Let me tell you something. All right, Chris Judge wants me to keep saying this on every podcast. If you download the Run P app, you're able to go to the bathroom and know you. what's going on at that exact I moment while after you're peeing. Today, That's I'm an actual gonna... app. You can go. You say, I'm going to the bathroom. It goes, okay, great. Here's what you're missing. So-and-so says so-and-so this, and you're missing this plot point and that plot point. And I'm going to tell you right now, how yeah, do you know we're still... the zenith of civilization? Because I think we've gotten there. I think, can, if, now, can you say that in a Christoph Waltz maybe impression? No, I can't do it that long. But that now I didn't... The zenith. I didn't go, but no, my legs shook for the last hour. that was just like your intensity with the movie. like, wow, no. Boyle's really feeling <laughs> it over here. Now, to s- full like, disclosure, Boyle and I had... Two beers, um, but Boyle had a taller, two taller beers than I did. I could, He's a man then. Yeah. Well, thank you. But I couldn't. <laughs> I literally. I'm telling you right now. I was like, if I die, it's all right. If I pee my pants, I won't be embarrassed. But if I leave, I'll cry. And let me tell you something. I'm glad I stuck it out. It was terrible. It was like the worst. Which I almost feel like did it affect my movie experience? Maybe. But probably not. Because at the end, the minute the flames were at <laughs> the plane and I just was like black, I literally said, you got it, Nick. And I <laughs> stood up and I ran down and that Boyle, aisle. And Boyle went, where's he going? I was like, he's got to pee. Yeah. That was um, it. All right. So that was, you know, Boyle, that may have affected it. I, I do appreciate what, so you telling me this. I was going to say, the whole last hour, I felt like the only thing like I could more than more than half on. of the movie, you mean? Yeah. Was me peeing. Like, I literally couldn't focus. However, at the same point, it before, just, it was not. Before you guys go, Maddie and Sam, um, because we're going to talk about a movie you guys haven't seen, quick prediction, uh, if you had to give this movie, uh, what Oscar is it most likely to win come Ooh. February? I, I, I was going to sound mixing. It Ooh. is, yeah. Because it's it, you, it's a war movie. It's so hard. All that junk going on, moving around. Okay, yeah. Sound mixing more than sound editing, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I would say sound editing is the creation. Okay, of sounds. well, sound I mean, sound mixing editing. is mixing I mean, in all editing, the. Not sound editing, just editing. Like editing. Oh, you yeah. think regular editing? Okay. Too. Um, Sam, yeah. any? 
I'd agree you, with uh, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a safe way to go with that Can one. This win original okay. screenplay. Bye. Bye. No. It could, it could win best director. It, I don't think it wins screenplay because think of the dialogue. Yeah, there there wasn't, wasn't any. That's the problem. There's no dialogue. So that will not that, win. I mean direction then, could, just because of the story. I think the no, story. No, Nolan. Not award. I think Nolan. Now, it's directing, but yeah. not. Bye guys. Not I don't think so. Now, there's I, better movies. Okay. Maybe Baby Driver. All right, so I. Oh. But then there's gonna be those movies that come. We out don't know later. what's coming up yeah, later. Yeah, like, like yeah. There, so there's only five, ca- five people who can be nominated for best director, whereas there could be up to ten movies nominated for best picture. I think Edgar I, Wright and Christopher Nolan are definitely gonna get nominations. You, now you think they're locks? That is two locks. of five of movies we haven't even seen yet. I was gonna say all the I big, all the big nominees don't come till December. Yeah, exactly. November no. the earliest. Yeah, what Boyle said. Now the and prob- I didn't learn that until the, recently. The problem is, I have a feeling Edgar Wright <laughs> might get forgotten a little bit. Um, I was gonna say I don't. And I here's didn't even know. he's gonna get snubbed, and people are gonna be very disappointed with that. Very early prediction. It's not gonna come true, but people are gonna be so pissed off that he, that Edgar Wright didn't get nominated for Best Director, that they'll overcompensate and Baby Driver will win Best Picture. Now. That happened with Argo. Nope. I don't think it'll happen here. But I disagree. I think that we're going to see something big this year. Like, I don't think... I think Baby Driver is fantastic. I think it's too early to say oh, that yeah. that's... I think it'll well, get nominated, possibly, yeah. now, I'm gonna say, I don't think it'll win. I'm going to say that is my too early prediction based off the okay. movies that have come out this year. Yes, I was going to say. I don't think it's going to happen at all, but I've, we've no. seen that happen with Ben really? Affleck. Now, this is a teen choice. That's from last year? No, this is this year's. That's what I was saying. But, I think this the movie voting, came the out voting, too. Yeah, the voting period for that could be from like now. from it, like June. This to just like got released today. Like within the past week, I remember hearing yeah, it on the they, radio. No one saw Dunkirk yet. The voting thing must have closed off from like in That's like June. So Dunkirk can't even make this Teen Choice Awards. So next year, next year's. Anyway, um, <laughs> so win. I think honestly, I think what it's gonna win is he best might get he might get best supporting best in best cinematography is what's gonna. I think Dunkirk mm. has the best chance at winning. Um, Nolan has a pretty decent chance, but how many Best Director winners have we seen in a movie that was released in July? You know. Let me put it to you this way: I um, think that. And, and, and before we wrap it up, I, I think it's a chance, but I don't know. Yeah, it'd be nice. So, it, it, I think it was very good cinematography, especially since it's an IMAX camera, which is way bigger than a regular and that's camera. The other, and that, I think and that, that this adds is a level of, of difficulty to it. I think this is one of those movies that will. It'll be like come voting time and come like when nominations go out it'll be like oh yeah that makes sense that should be on the list but like I know once the other things start rolling it's out I think we won't think about it what goes in like on the studio executive side of these things what goes into making this movie come out in the summer rather than in the fall and winter when it would get more of that because I think that better things are going to come exactly, out exactly and that's and what it I agree with before that happens the studio this is knows that it's good but not, not us going to win exactly exactly and yep. that's that's very fair that's to tough. say, and that was smart by them. And but yeah. I, I don't want that to be a knock on this movie at all, and I don't want to scare people off. I think this is again this is a movie no. that people go should see, see in it. IMAX. Go see this movie. But I but would it, say go see an IMAX. Don't waste your money on a normal theater where you pay the same amount and go see it at IMAX. All right, now before I keep feel like we keep saying like all right before we move on. So I'm I'm very sorry for being repetitive on this episode. Um, this movie to me was better than Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, um, I'd agree. I. We just we you and me we both didn't like the, the main character Hacksaw Ridge. Half an hour. No, it's like the first full hour. Sorry, I meant first half of the movie. We yeah. were in Hacksaw. We were both like, "Oh, oh my god, god, what's happening?" But this, I do give this credit. Hopped in right away, went right into it. I don't think there's much more to say about this movie. I I know yeah. we keep saying that like let's move on, but like in all essence, like 
it it was it was good. It I can't say it was a perfect ten out of ten, but no. it was a perfect war movie. It had your attention. It was very good. And this is like where I said where we want to start coming up with a new way of structuring this podcast is the sense of like thumbs up, go see it. Just take that advice. Like I, I think we I, do the we, rating we, and we can a... rate it any way we want. We can break it down by how is the cinematography, how is the sound, I can and all this a, other stuff. I could rate a movie nine out of ten and tell people this is for everyone. I wouldn't suggest seeing this in theaters. But I could rate a six out of ten and say you still need to go see that. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem with these movies. Is well, there's some what, movies so that we gotta like, add, we basically gotta add caveats to our our Colonel Fisher scale. Is like, yeah, there needs a, to be a side well, scale. We, guess what? We've been doing that every single episode. I think true because we say either go see it in theater or wait or wait yeah exactly Um, and it's not saying that it's a bad movie or a good movie because some movies we just sit there and say like Blair Witch the new one we're like just don't see it you saw it I think you know there's just a lot to this movie to break down there's a lot I mean we haven't even touched on the timing of it in terms of what's going on in the world now Mm. and and what's going on in Britain with all those things and what survival means in Britain and in London Mm-hmm. So there's there's a timing to this movie that's also important. We haven't touched on that, and maybe yeah, we won't a, now. There's layers to this. There's movie. a lot. There's this a movie lot. gives you a lot of courage too, and and good for, you know, I think this movie's gonna soar well with like British people, and, and you know, this is obviously a movie that's it's a World War Two movie that features, you know, zero American, in it Americans in it, which is rare for us because usually we get spoon fed these pro American World War Two trying movies. to act as a Yes. Not to say that there aren't any anti-war American World War II movies. They exist. You know, Entertainment TV Weekly shows. did a great list of movies you need to see before you see Dunkirk. I saw All Quiet on the Western Front, and um, and that World was a, that was a World War One movie, um, nineteen thirty. I thought that was fantastic as well, and I could I could see a little bit of the influence in this movie from that movie that movie there's a lot of bombs falling on soldiers and there's a lot of like oh my god these planes are terrifying us cover up and just hope and pray that bombs don't land on you I, I could see the influence there not much elsewhere you know, what? you know what was interesting sorry boy I'll cut you off to see so Saturday and today's Tuesday I saw one of the oldest war movies of all time a 19 you know obviously there's films since like the, the teens basically yeah. um, but you know the, the, one of the earliest talky war films a 1930 war movie and then I saw the the newest war movie produced by Hollywood and for me it was just so fascinating to see in in four days how different how different movies oh, yeah, are I between yeah. and just the sophistication level yeah for and, sure and, and also changed, I'm surprised the that emotion didn't change your score is, too the emotion is still the same and oh really yeah That's it, good. it's a black and white movie that is filmed on a set and it's not really that accurate because you have Americans playing German soldiers and it, but and here's this movie now and it's just still like you still get the same message like wow war is just cruel and it can shake people so there is a part in the movie we can't really talk about because it it's a spoiler there's a part when you learn about a character and I thought oh. I thought that was interesting he wasn't German well now you're yelling at him. he wasn't German the fish French. Oh, I thought he said fish. Like, no, he's fr- uh, from I fucked it right up. He's French. Anyways, um, well, I like the appearance of the Dutch, it. though. Let's just set it all keep this going, up. Keep going. I was just gonna say, I thought it was interesting that like, you could see the fear in his eyes as to being the outcast too, mm. and as to being, oh no, I've been caught. 
I'm in trouble. And you could almost feel an emotion from a different perspective of, even though they were the bad guy, you almost were like, uh, well, well, not, the, all right. But you know, in that situation. You feel it more from the, the kid that we've been following the whole time. Yeah. Because you were probably just as stunned as he was when Styles points out that he hasn't spoken. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Shit. Yeah, wait, he hasn't spoken. Because once. nobody had spoken. And you're so like, we sure. were like, oh. But it didn't oh. seem out of the ordinary. But you were like, Oh yeah, I guess. Wait, he hasn't. Said anything. Yeah, yeah that's right. So it definitely is possible, and so you're feeling everything from that. His friend must have felt like, no, nah, like, say something, dude. Just say something in English in this yeah, line. We'll and then he couldn't. And uh, yeah, well, and that's just that's the French for you. And sometimes oh, wow. movies like this, like this, is again, like I think one of those movies that the fact that we can keep talking about, the fact that we can keep talking about layers and all these other things, shows you you need to see it. Shows you it was a good movie. Whether we rate it an eight, a ten, a one, let's not knock the, an eight. The yeah, talking like, about, but I'm not. Christopher Nolan eight versus like Girls Night Out. But I'm just saying. Can't yes, it's true. That. You gotta say it. it did really well in the box office. Obviously, but I get. <laughs> my point being is that I just I find it. It's interesting how the film industry runs, and like even though a movie like this you wouldn't think would make us sit here and talk for how long now. Uh, 38 minutes. 38 minutes. We're still talking. And I'll be honest, we could break apart this movie for the rest of the night. We'll, we'll think of something and be like, oh, I wish I said that. I always do that when we leave these yeah. podcasts. I always think, like, I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention this. And it's like, darn it, it's lost because the episode's gone. The podcast is gone at that point. You're not going to really bring something up. But, but it's interesting. That shows you a good movie. Mm. When you're still thinking about things as you drive home. Mm. I agree. So moving um, on. So moving on, Boyle and I, we saw The Big Sick, uh, written by Kumail Nunjani and his yes. wife Emily Gordon, and directed by Michael Showalter, which you might recognize from, I believe he was in The State uh, with Michael Ian Black. He directs and stars in Wet Hot American Summer. You've seen him before if you Google him, and you've probably seen his work before. Um, basically, this movie is uh, based on the life of Kumail, loosely based, as I found out, loosely based on the life of Kumail Nanjani and how he met his wife, um, Emily Gordon. The difference is Kumail is a, a Muslim Pakistani, and it's kind of frowned upon for him to be marrying a white girl here in America. But even though his family is very Americanized, and uh, it just kind of shows like the balance of him falling in love with this girl. And then something happens midway through the movie that challenges... Uh, you know, how he felt about balancing his family versus this girl. <laughs> quote, I, quote, I, the big sick. Figure it out. Uh, <laughs> I remember looking at the movie like, and that's why it's called the big sick. And I was like, like oh. And I, that's why I make the quote, quote, because I think it's funny because I was super oblivious. I didn't, I, this was the one movie that I think in a while we both went to and we kind of talked about right before we knew nothing about. At least I didn't. I I, I, I didn't see a trailer for I it. Didn't, I briefly... Exactly. I didn't see a trailer. The only thing I saw, great reviews. You got to see it. And actually, even before I saw that, I was on Movie Pass and I was like, "What should I go see?" And then I saw The Big Sick and I recognized the comedian, the main character. Mm. And I was like, "He's hilarious in Silicon Valley." I was like, "He was also in um, one of my favorite movies, Mike and Dave and Wedding Dates, and he played a small part, but it was just it was the a masseuse, hilarious part yeah. when he's the masseuse." And he's been in other little things. I was like, I bet that's going to be a good movie. I'm going to go see that. And then out of nowhere, your dad tweeted about how great it was. Mm. And then you texted me. It was like, do we have to go see this movie? And I was like, 
I mean, all right, I was going to go see it by myself. Like, sure, I'll oh, go yeah. with you. I and then we I went. I to see it for a while. And, I mean, I'm hands off. I'm glad we didn't read that much into it. I would say eight eight point five out of ten kernels mm-hmm. for me. Um, on IMDb, I'll lean down towards an eight. I think, I think things need to push well. things need to push me more nowadays to get up to the higher levels. Mm-hmm. And I think even eight's giving it like a glory for um, for romantic but for comedy. What it was, this is like romantic a, a 10, comedy. Basically. You haven't seen a good one that was original like this. Some very very good jokes in here. Mm-hmm. I, even I was texting about some of them later. Like some controversial jokes about. Muslims and Pakistans and uh, Pakistanis, Pakistanis. Sorry, and then nine eleven and just these these little one liners, and you're like, oh, that was great. Or like even even hitting professions like doctors and stuff, and like you would just get this chuckle or like this belly laugh, and it wasn't like you were laughing all the time like a Step Brothers or the other guys or these ones that are just stupid funny. It was like cool dark comedy that even like Ray. Rem- Ray um, Romano. Thank you. Ray Romano. Big he comeback would, role for him. Big comeback role for him, which we talked about, which we'll talk about in a second. But, like, even he would say something, and you're like, classic dad joke, or like, classic this joke. And it was just dark humor, but very good humor. I would suggest seeing that in the theaters. But if you're trying to, and at the same point, if you're trying to level it out, wait till it goes on DVD. It's but gonna be, see it's it right gonna away. Be on Amazon uh, Prime because it's an Amazon. Oh, that's because it's an Amazon. So see it on Amazon Prime. Prime if you if you have or Amazon, that. even if you don't on Prime. Um, you know, shout out to all the people out there who have kids who can't make it to the theater. I think this is going to be a perfect movie for you um, for date night with you and your spouse. Um, while the kids are asleep. While the kids are asleep. Yeah. Um, because I was you know, going to say, I mean, don't was... don't do it with them around. Yeah. Um, now, I, this movie and the reason why movies like this are so successful is it, it's so. It's so clearly the life's work of the person who is behind this movie. There's a lot of That's movies out good. there where when it's their first movie, it's oftentimes their best because it's a movie they've been quietly working on for years. It's a Bluetooth thing. And uh, they've been working on it for years. And you could tell Kamel and Emily have been working on and perfecting this movie for years. They weren't going to settle for your typical romantic comedy jokes that are like sixes and fives out of ten. They were, no, just, they were settling they for, for eights, nines, and tens uh, on jokes. And I'm dying to know... The real story? Yeah, because you see parts of it at the very end. Obviously, they, you know, a movie yeah. like this. I heard, show it was, you. I heard it was loosely but based on what I want to know. Where was he really making jokes like that in the doctor's office? Mm. Was it? Is it a dramatization? Basically? Is it a dramatization? Because if it was as real as it was in the movie, I'd applaud him. Mm. If it was not the same way I saw in the movie, I can't say that one applaud him because I mean it's great. But but at the same point, like it would take away from the movie. Mm. He did, it was brilliantly written, and I thought his jokes were, it almost showed who I thought his character was, mm. so if I found out that's not how he acted in the do- in the Doctors, and going through these things, and all this stuff, and still trying to make joke in light of it, then I wouldn't, I don't know how true is that movie to his character, how much is that story oh. really to him and Emily. See, for me, when it, when it comes to stuff like this, I I don't need it to be as accurate to the situation as that's it was. true yeah i guess yeah i know i appreciate yeah. it i mean it was fun. boy you were laughing i mean i don't want that to take away from yeah. you know anything like oh he wasn't really like making jokes like that like then that would be a different kind of movie you know i know what you're saying though. be too much of a drama yeah and because he's a comedian he needs yeah. to be more romantic comedy but i just i hope that like you see the difference one of the things like comedians you always see in a light 
And this was you able to see a comedian on light and in his dark points in his life. And he talks about that during the movie. So it'd be interesting to know, is this how you meant it to be? Or was this loosely interpreted? And it wouldn't make my rating of this movie change at all mm. by any means. And I wouldn't think anything less of him or the story, but it would just like, mm. it almost would boost my score if I found out that that's almost very close to the true story. Because I think really? that that'd be cool. Yeah, I think it would be, I think it's more, he dealt it's with those hard- situations that were I think it's harder to make a... For me, it's a, it's a little bit more difficult to make a movie where it's like, all right, this isn't exactly what happened, so i got to use my imagination. I like it. a true story, though. That's the thing. But so, I would rather a true story movie. This guy's alarm's going off. True movie, true story movies sometimes, though, like, they're just not that interesting. He made this interesting. Okay, so you're telling me The Conjuring wasn't interesting? The Conjuring's a true story, too. Yeah. That was dra- dramatized for Hollywood purposes. A little bit. But if you wa- if you watch the documentaries on it, the thing with her lifting off the chair and flipping and all this stuff is right on point. If you read the articles about it, people still had their doubts that it was even really true. Article, real footage. I watched the real footage and I watched did that. Did you really see the real footage? Yep, I did all my research at the time. Boy, we're going to go sell this outside. <laughs> you know what, Austin, you have to take over. I think it, it, but if it was like, if Kumail in real life, and let's say for all intents and purposes, I'm not even sure if Emily really did get sick like she did like that could have been dramatized too Boyle. Like, that's I, true you know what i mean like it, it's not that interesting if like she was in the hospital for like a week you know what i mean and she had like stomach flu and you realize like oh i actually you know what i mean and, like i'm yep. not making that jokes you know what i mean for me it's uh, just make the best movie possible with the situation that with the idea that you have i, I don't need it to be like for instance uh friday night lights uh, the real story is they lost in the semifinal game you know what I mean? They mm-hmm. didn't lose in the state championship like it was in the movie. That's not as good of a movie if they lose in the state champ- in the semifinal game. It's more interesting if they make it all the way to the state championship. I don't. I hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I take the movie I, for what it is. I, and I still was very pleased with and that. And I can tell and you, I can tell you do. I know, I know what you're saying, but I, know, I also appreciate what you're saying too. Is like it would be incredible if it was how this happened verbally. Because it felt so real. Mm. It felt believable. It felt real. Now, and, I, I, and now I'd counter argue with he somehow made a movie that you know maybe wasn't entirely true feel real and honest so then you gotta give him credit for that yeah and then that's how and we just keep going back and forth and around in a circle Um, this is a a movie a date night movie that I haven't quite seen before I know I told Michaela right away I was like you would have enjoyed this it's a movie that you you take your 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 gal or your guy to go see and um, it's a neutral movie (laughs) and both people can appreciate yep and um, you might have a conversation afterwards like if I was sick in hospital for a week, would you be there with me? And I could tell you right now, I'd look that girl in the eye and go, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm getting far away. I will say, and just I don't want to get too into this conversation, but movies have become two things. Uh, three things. Uh-oh. Originals, okay. where you see stuff like Baby Driver, and really good movies. Uh, four, sub- four subjects, okay? So, originals. Okay. History movies. Dunkirk. All these other based on true story movies. Mm. Okay. I think we're about to get every movie genre ever. Right? Nope. Marvel and DC. Comic book movies. And then other. Which okay. will just be right. like we a... Got, we got every... Which, we got every but if you think about it, movies you go see nowadays, it's like, alright, you're going to go see your classic action, classic comedy, classic love story. Those are in your others. Those I, are like, yeah, alright. I'd argue you but, just gave the same genres that we were seeing in the 80s, where you're seeing like a Sleepless in Seattle... 
I would even narrow it down more to Superman I think that four, and then dude, like you're the seeing, movie um, industry is so involved. Doctor in, I have no idea if I just rattled off three of these movies. I don't think I did. In Marvel and DC stuff, that I think that the, the sm- it's I, taking over the movie industry. So that like I, I'm, me I understand part, what you're saying, but I think that what you're trying to say is the the smaller movies don't get to theaters like they used to. Yep. The big sick is lucky it made it to the theaters. Let's put it that way. If you notice too, before the movie, there was like five different movie companies that produced yep. the movie. They all had to finance this one. Yep. Um, just to get it made and in screens. And I'm glad it's, it did. I'd say that's yeah, exactly. And we need more movies like that instead of Justice League, um, yeah. which is going to or Justice in, League Part Two. So we bring, found out some new in light. It's going to bring in science, so much money, and, and there's nothing we can do about it. And they're going to keep making movies like that, even though they're just not that good or rewarding to our brains at all and just like a waste of two and a half hours of everyone's yep. time and they're going to keep making it because we're going to keep buying it and it's just so frustrating yep. that movies like The Big Sick we go to it and there are less than 20 people inside the theater but the problem is is and I, and I know you two no I know you two will fight me on this but Ready? the new Marvel and DC I can't say DC but the new Marvel movies for sure are going to blow movies out of the water because what's got what I was trying to explain to Austin be, before? Uh, wait, uh, no, okay. no, 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 not all movies. No, no, no. I'm saying most movies that are in the movies theaters, like uh, Wish Upon, the stupid little movie that just came out, horror movie. Okay, um, yeah, the- Cars Three, like those movies. It's not going to be worth it to anyone to produce stuff like that because Marvel and DC are going to start coming out with movies that not only are going to end. You're seeing your classic it's because, superheroes it's right now. because the studios are putting Wait. all their money in those baskets and not producing little smaller movies and letting Exactly, people... which is a shame, but I'm just saying, like, this is what movies have become. P- families and... Pa- like, no one's going to see movies such as the ones we're seeing, The Big Sick and all these good movies that people should see. Instead, they're saving the their money guys. for the movies that are like Sorry, Avengers right? Infinity War. Or, Sorry, like I was telling Austin, is that after Infinity War... We're now going to get introduced to brand new villains, brand new superheroes that no one's ever seen before because all the old classics like Captain America and Spider-Man and all these other ones, they're going to slowly die off. They may be new, but how different will they be? I don't know. And how, and how, rewarding, will it, and how rewarding will it be we to don't know. movie audiences? It's just... It's, it's something so, you've never seen before, so they will I'd enjoy it. You do have I'd to rather, take a gamble. I'd rather watch The Room... Um, like uh, then, don't you not the room. No, I'd rather watch. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd rather watch a movie, um, Room, with Brie Larson more than I'd rather watch Captain Marvel, with Brie Larson. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's Side just so note, frustrating. Rather watch Twenty One Jump Street with Brie Larson. No. Great movie. Rather watch. Those are the only Brie Larson movies I know. I get, so I guess my point with this though is I do still give credit to people, to writers. Who can come up with an original screenplay, such as Baby Driver, and some of these other movies that are just like, they still give you a wow, even though you're seeing a lot of the same crazy action-packed films. So. Wow, that was really yeah. You hear that? That was funny. Was it my giggle? No, it wasn't. It was nothing. We were just pretending. Um, well, that's pretty much all. 51 minutes in the book, 52 minutes about to be done. What? Yeah, we talked a lot. This was oh. one of our longest episodes. We keep pushing more and more closer to an hour. It's There's not a good. lot of guests to incorporate better movies now. 
I yeah, think well, people, well, last we started the show last summer, and we need um, people we, to start like we would just do it on our drive back to Boyle's house, and we were just like once once we got to the house, we're like, all right, we're kind of done. But I think we need we need to start telling people to listen. That's on like the two times where we're like like double crazy. speed, yeah, yeah double, double speed. speed. That's why I talk. So what I call it? Two X, two Z. I call it, I call it double speed. I've called it speed millions of names. Um, follow Boyle on Twitter at oboyle92. Hashtag P. Follow Austin on Twitter. He won't tweet anymore. Hashtag at Sweat. At AMRojas19. Follow the show on Twitter at the B and R Podcast. Hashtag um, movies. We didn't tweet out anything or any kind of poll questions in this last week. No need. Out of respect um, for the troops. Uh, yeah, respect the troops. Um, as always. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Rojo36. I don't know why you would want to do that. Um, Hashtag he's lonely. So... Thank you guys. Tweet us any <laughs> questions. Snap us any questions. Um, you know, we do appreciate the feedback. Thank you, everybody who listened to the Spider-Man episode and, and gave yeah. us great feedback. Uh, Dan Maddock, Chris Judge, um, my dad. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it, like, it's nice. We, you know, we don't do the show for we don't do the show for you know fifty million people to download. Um, no, we do it for you know some of our friends to enjoy, enjoy, and we hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, any feedback is always appreciated. Um, we have Thank been talking so much about listening. new ways to do the podcast, whether we in the, because one of the things I was recently thinking, you, you really want to break it down by everything. Not only that, but I almost think like so, for people, no, here's what I was going to say for the people that want an answer right away is whether they want to see it or not and don't want to listen to a whole f- podcast, then maybe we start giving our scores right away and then break it down after that. I think then you would probably want to write on thenickrowhouse.com, my website, where you can find all the episodes of the Boy and the Rowhouse podcast. It also has movie reviews on there. Um, but that I feel like that might be a good platform for it instead of the podcast, maybe. Maybe. But at the same point, I don't know would we get more listeners to possibly listen to our insight and our details on the feedback if they heard the score right away? I think, well, also... Also, some people don't will see that this podcast is fifty five minutes long and think not listen to that. Good point. Well, there's the other thing. If you come out with a score right away, people are like, "Well, where's that coming from?" So now they're gonna want more. I mean, people might come for the score, but they'll stay for the review. People will come, Ray. <laughs> Dude, that I'm sorry, but that was really good. <laughs> Field of dreams. That was really insightful. Baseball. Has Actually, been it's funny. Uh, I started listening to the podcast recently. Because I've been on it. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> uh, I hate the way my voice sounds. Yikes. I, I haven't heard my, I don't listen to myself. But um, I, will I do. I enjoy them. You know, I've listened to some older ones. Um, Has it taught you new, uh, how to say things maybe differently? Because you're like, oh, this is how this sounds. So maybe I should say something a little bit differently. Or am I, I talking know. too quickly? That's what you just called. Yeah, maybe. Nope. Well, yeah, no. I was actually going to say no. <laughs> no. Nope. But what <laughs> I, I will say guys. is... When will I become a full-fledged cast member? Wow! Well, because it's funny you say that because Austin has been accepted yeah. into the graduate program at U- the University of Rhode Island. I the heard, congrats, and dude! And so, guess who will be um, living at I know. Mikasa? So I think we might, be we might have to debut the show you as the Boylan Rojas podcast featuring another Rojas. Yep, the BNR and R. The BR and VR. The B R and R. R and R. No, the B and R podcast. Burr. Featuring have Burr. Gucci Mane featuring R. at the very beginning. Burr. 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 We could, wait. Burr. Wait. So I, I think it's fair because I'm pretty sure I bring on I drag Austin every movie pretty much we see whether he wants to go or not. 
Um, I like burr. burr. Yeah, uh, you know. So there, be, there are people out there so that Austin's don't be, appreciate two and a half hour hiatuses every other day from me. Yeah, I'm, you know? I guess I'm one of those people. Austin, now follow up question for you: Are you going to get movie pass? We lost basically every listener by uh, this point. No one's listening at right. this point. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't want any more. Pay forty bucks a month. Yeah, let's wait till I have a little bit more disposable income for that. Fair. Let's be smart. That's, I can reference that's, you. Hey, we might both we, get a discount. We, we buried a financial oh, tip. I need more of the discount than you. I'm still paying more than you. <laughs> I know. That'd be so mean. Somehow, I still to this day don't know. He pays 30 bucks a month. I pay 40 for the I same service. I got grandfathered in. But I don't know. I got it. You got it before for me. For you. And your dad. And I still am grandfathered Plus, in. Cookie has to pay like 50 a month. Hashtag. Well, I was just saying that we buried a financial tip for everybody in here. So put that in the description. Stay, you know, locked in for oh, a financial tip. At dude, StarPass gave me a free regular popcorn for my birthday. Thank you. Oh, yeah, they did that. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag that. Showcase Cinema. You rock. Don't mention any companies by name, though. Uh, you're going to want sponsorships. sponsorships. That's the way to do it. you got to play oh, the game. Oh, yeah. funny you said uh, that, dude. I was Lonzo just- Ball style. Dude, I was listening to a podcast recently, and they did only two advertisements, but they talked about how great the product was. I bet they made something. I don't know. Yeah, no, that, that's called sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We need it. Maybe we should do that. Let's go us lids. Maybe we'll give us cool hats. All right, thanks for listening, everybody, and this is the end of the show.